This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, praise God. God is so awesome. Well, we're starting a new series this month, and it's about Christmas. Amen? Miracles of Christmas. And, uh, you know, God is so awesome. And I love this time of year, Christmas time, and you know, it should make us think more about Jesus and his goodness. Amen. Amen. If we're not already thinking about him. Amen? Amen. And it should also, you know, just remind us that, you know, Christmas is really is it, it, I really believe it's a spirit of giving. And, um, you know, that's what Christmas is all about is giving. I think sometimes we can turn it into getting. Anybody know what I'm talking about here? And, you know, it's what I want, you know, what I'm going to get, you know. But really, it should be, you know, as a Christian, uh, it should, we should get a revelation that for God so loved the world that he gave. Amen. And, you know, the best thing you can give um, during this Christmas season is not just gifts when gifts are fine, but uh, gifts wear out. But the best thing you can give to people especially people that don't know Christ, is Jesus. So I want to encourage you uh, this month to be a witness for the Lord. Amen? And try to witness, to be asked people, are they they connected to a local body of believers? And, um, you know, uh, are they going to church? And, you know, and and, and then try to connect them with the Lord. Amen? And uh, if the opportunity arises, invite them to church. Amen? And so the Bible actually says that we need to go to the highways and byways to compel people to come into the church. Amen. Amen. And so uh, we're talking about miracles. And I believe that God is a um, uh, he, he works miracles. Amen? Amen. And so we're talking about uh, I'm going to talk about different characters in the Bible. And one of the characters uh, that I want to talk about is the three wise men. Amen. And it's in Matthew 2. Verses 1 through 12, and I'm sorry, it's not the three wise men, it's the wise men. And um, tradition says three. And, uh, but uh, the wise men, and we want to we go there and talk about the wise men this morning. And my question to you today, are you a wise man? Now, of course, I'm not, I'm not saying are you a wise guy, that's a whole different thing. Okay, that's for those that like to watch the gangster movies, okay? And uh, wise guys. Um, Man, I I can't get you guys engaging with me here. Come on, help me. I get no respect up here. But anyway, um, but no, but God wants us to be a wise man. A wise man. And and for your women, men, that's just, you're you're a man, you're a woe man, all right? So you're included in there, all right? So uh, to be a wise woman or to be a wise man. And, uh, and so we need to really uh, think about that. So let's, let's look at Matthew. Man, God is so awesome. Let's look at the book of Matthew. And yes, I even have my Bible up here today. Glory to God. Now, you know, I do, do have it all pre. I try to have it scripted, you know. Amen. Matthew 2. It says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. And when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all of Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, and are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel." Then Herod, Herod, when he secretly called the wise men, determined from them the time the star appeared. And he sent to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. When they heard the king, they departed and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. 
And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And, they, and th- then being divinely warned in a dream, they should not return to Herod. They departed for their own country another way. And so that, that is the reading of this morning. And so as we see here, uh, the wise men... Uh, they took a, you know, the scholars say it took a long journey uh, for them to get to Jesus. They, they traveled either, they may have traveled on camel, they may have traveled by walking. Uh, it, it took great effort. And, and their whole idea was to go see Jesus. Uh, you know, the main point of them is to worship Jesus. And they were willing to sacrifice some things to worship Jesus. They were willing to do that. And, and this is interesting. This is interesting thought here. You know, uh, wise men still seek him today. And, you know, as these and it's interesting that these people, they, they weren't, you know, a part you know, uh, of the community there. They came from the east to seek Jesus. And some say that these wise men uh, may have been descendants of some of the wise men in the book of Daniel that was with Daniel, Meshach, Shadrach and Abednego. I just got finished teaching about Daniel last month in, in our, our, our services. But some of these people, uh, some scholars believe, grasp the reality of God. And I'm going to say this, that God wants us to be influential with the people around us. And so as we serve God and as Daniel and Meshach, Shadrach and Abednego serve God and they prospered, and God revealed who he was to these people. Some people decided to serve God. And some scholars say that some of these people that came to see Jesus um, took note uh, and, and, and became proselytes of the Jewish uh, religion. And they started serving the God of the Bible. That's awesome. And so they were these these were wise men because I believe they were searching diligently in the scriptures daily. And they saw in the scriptures that there was going to be a king that was going to be raised up to do great and mighty things. Every time that we uh, uh, seek God, we should be always searching for the truth of his word. And the truth should always reveal Jesus to each one of us. Us. Yeah. You know, it's interesting to me, you know, there was a, uh, anybody heard about that, um, that Bible um, uh, in D- Washington, D.C., there's a, uh, like a, uh, a three-story thing about the Bible. It's uh, the Bible Museum. It's, it's supposed to be the most interactive Bible museum out there. And, uh, but what's interesting about it is that they talk about the Old Testament and New Testament, but they don't actually say anything about Jesus. They kind of want to be open to everybody. I guess they don't want to offend. Jesus offends. Jesus offends. He offended the Pharisees. And sometimes we're in this politically correct society that, that's so afraid of offending people. The word of God will offend people at times. I'm telling you, you can be reading the word of God and it might offend you. Especially when the word of God says, turn the other cheek. That offends me at times. But I don't want to turn the other cheek when somebody slaps the fool out of me. I want to give him one of these. And one of these. Anybody know what I'm talking about? But sometimes, but you know what? The word is truth. And we have to we have to go with it's not a truth. It's the truth. It's what we base our life on. And we need a base. And with these wise men were basing their life on the truth of the coming Messiah that was going to come and set up a, a kingdom that men that would rule in men's hearts. And this is interesting. And, you know, as I was meditating about this, uh, you know, and these wise men, they discovered, you know, you could you could see it, you know, as they were studying the scriptures and they were talking about, oh, the, 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 the Messiah is going to come. I mean, he, he, there's a 
prophecy here and they, they're, they're seeing it. And then all of a sudden they look up and they see this star. And then the Spirit of the Lord says, that star will guide you to the Messiah. You know, I, I'm telling you, God's word is light and it will always guide us into all truth. Amen. And so they saw that star and they connected with the with the spirit of God and the spirit. Listen, some of us are sitting in here today and we don't you know, we're, we're, our, our walk is dry in God. We, we're not really seeing anything happen in God. We're just believing God to answer a few little prayers. But I'm saying I'm going to say this to you. Hey, God wants to give you a vision. He wants to give you something to chase. And I'm telling you, God is an, an adventurous God. And God revealed to him, he said, you know, and moved on their hearts to go seek out Jesus, to follow the star, which some may have said to some of these wise men, that's a foolish thing to do. How do you know that 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 this is going to happen? How do you know that star? How do you know that Jesus is going to be where he says he's going to be? How do you know that that you're going to even be able to find him? They had faith. Just like you this morning, you came out in spite of some maybe uh, some obstacles you may have encountered this morning. You, you came out even in spite of your flesh saying, stay in bed. You, 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 because you knew that if you could get out to church, that you would meet Jesus and maybe get a fresh perspective. I don't know about you, but I need a perspective change. I need a freshness in my life. I, I need God to change. You know, God wants to change us. We yes. need to be going from glory yes. to glory, yes, from faith yes. to faith. Jesus. Can I get an amen? amen. I'm telling you, I, I, man, God is so awesome. I, vi- I um, visited a church yesterday and um, I'm not going anywhere. So, but I visited a church yesterday and um and uh, uh, it, it, a church that meets on Saturdays. And I sat in the back. I came late. And I was just watching the people. And they just looked half dead. I just hope our people don't look like that. I, I, and they, you know, the preacher's preaching. And uh, they just, I'm thinking, my God. I had to ask my mom, Mom, do you sleep in the, my services? Does my services seem to go slow? <laughs> Because I got to change it up or something, man. You know, and yeah, the, the, the minister, you know, but glory to God. Oh, man. I don't know about you, but I'm, ch- I'm running after Jesus. Amen. I'm ru- you know, we need to start running after a dream. Amen. And these wise men, you know, the, the Lord revealed to them, that, you know, I want you to do something for me. I want you to go seek out Jesus. I want you to go bring him some gifts. I want you to do something awesome. Amen. I want to say this to you this morning. God wants you to do something awesome for him. God wants to open your, he he desires to open each one of our eyes to see greater things in his word. I want to say this, that you count this morning. You, you count for the kingdom of God. One of the biggest things that the devil will do is he'll try to lie to you and make, make you think you don't count. Yes. That nobody really cares. That it really doesn't matter if you show up at church or not. You count. Amen. Everything we do for God counts yes. in the kingdom yes. of God. Yes. So these wise men... You know, they, 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 they sought God. They, they didn't have just a casual relationship with God. They were willing to press in. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing that you'll find and you hear all these stories about miracles happening overseas. You hear all the, oh man, all these amazing stories. And, uh, and, but, but when you get to America, you don't see a lot of miracles. Amen. Why is that? Well, if you look at over there, well, they don't have medical science. They don't have health insurance. So you better believe God or die. Uh, Number two, uh, a lot of these people walk miles just to hear the word. They press through obstacles. They press through things. We just jump in an air-conditioned car. And we complain about that. We complain that it's a 20-minute drive. 
where you got people, you know, like the wise men that, that some scholars say over four or five months of travel, hard travel. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And we complain about our situation. Look at your neighbor and say, don't complain. Amen. And so, and so we need to, we need, we need, we need to understand this. Serving God will be a sacrifice. Nobody wants to hear that. Amen. It will be a sacrifice. In the, in the day that Jesus was preaching, and he was were preach, he was preaching to you know the, the the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He was preaching to some of these people as well as with, with a whole group of people. But what he was saying to the, to the religious people that should have known God, he said this in Matthew fifteen eight. He says, "The people draw near to me with their mouths and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me." I'm going to say this, that we can get to a place in our walk with God where, it, where it's just casual and humdrum. Amen. And I don't want to be in that place where God, I, you know, man, I want to, man, I want to stay on fire for God. Amen. I want to stay as excited for God as the day that I got born again. I want to be more fired up for the things of God at the end of my life than at the beginning of my life. Amen. One of the things that encourages me, and I'm going to say this to some of you, you need to get some mentors in your life. Amen. You need to get people that you want to be, that you want to be like. I'm not talking about movie actors. You know, we don't want to be like those kind of people. But we want to be like people like the Paul in the Bible that overcame the obstacles of his past. He did all these bad things to Christians, but he was able to overcome these things and still walk out the calling. He didn't make any excuses. I want to emulate people like Peter that, that denied Jesus three times that, 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 that was, was about ready to lay down the ministry and go back to fishing. And even when he went back, it didn't work. Amen. I want to say this, that when you start walking with God, going back doesn't work. Amen. Going back to that old way doesn't work. Amen. It doesn't work. It, will, it won't fit you anymore. Amen. Amen. You won't get it. You may get some pleasure, but at the end, it will be a lifetime of misery. Yeah. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so, so it, it will never work for you. And so, but what I love about God is God can take mess ups and, and turn mess ups into messages of restoration. And so we see here that the Pharisees, they, they, they looked good on the outside, but, but their, their hearts weren't with God. My, my, my question to you today, is your heart fully with God today? Are you sold out for God? Amen. Uh, look at, uh, it says here uh, in Jeremiah 29, 11, which is one of my favorite scriptures. And this is our attitude that we should have. Uh, and I believe that wise men should have. And it says here, I love this. It says, for I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Thoughts and plans for welfare and peace and not for evil. I just want to stop here and say this to you today, because I'm going to say this, that the devil will lie to you Amen. and the devil will lie, will even try to pretend like he's the Holy Spirit Amen. and he will try to he will try to condemn you in your thoughts for not measuring up to what what what, what um, you should measure up to. Amen. And so the, the devil is a condemning spirit. And I'm going to say this. It says right here that God doesn't have evil thoughts towards you today. If you're in Christ, God has good thoughts for you. I know the thoughts that I have for you. Good. God's thinking good towards you this morning. Thank you for that. Amen. Thank you. Amen. God is. Well, Pastor, you don't know what I did last week. Listen, if you're in church today, that means you're moving forward. You're trying to get back to God. And one step to to God is three steps back. that God's making back to you. In other words, you draw near to God. What will he do? He will draw near to you. So he says, for I know the thoughts and the plans that I have for you. This is uh, Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14. This is the Amplified Classic. For I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Thoughts and plans 
plans for welfare and peace and not for evil. To give you a hope in your final outcome. That when you call upon me, I will come uh, and I will come and, and when you pray to me, I will hear and heed you. Then you will seek me and inquire for, uh, for, inquire for and inquire me. And find me when you search with me with your whole heart. I can barely speak today, amen. And I and I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will release you from your captivity. So this this is actually written to the Jews that were in bondage and captivity, but we are actually spiritual Jews. If you're a saved person today, you're engrafted in the tree. And so you are a spiritual Jew. Amen. And we can partake of the blessings of Abraham because of the sacrifice of Jesus. Can I get an amen now? Amen. amen. And so here, I love this. It's saying here that, uh, that God's plans for us are good plans. And it says here that, 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 that God will hear us uh, and that God will reveal his truth and his love to us. And God will actually, some of you are looking for the breakthrough. How many people are looking for the breakthrough in here? You, there is a requirement to, to, for that breakthrough. You know what? It's right in there. It's that we've got to search God with all of our heart. In other words, if we're just holding back a little bit. I heard about a person that was seeking salvation. And, uh, and, they, were tr- and they were coming to church and they wanted to, and they, and they wanted to get saved. And, uh, but they, wasn't, they weren't willing to let go of an adulterous relationship. Hello. So if you're holding some things back, but you want a little bit of God and a little bit of the, the devil, as they say in New York, forget about it. Just forget about it. In other words, God, you, you got to come to God and you got to want all of God. You got to be willing to let go of the world. And this person, was, and most people say, well, you just call on God. He'll save you. Not if you're holding on to the world. I mean, this is before you, this is, if you got arterial motives, why you want Jesus in your life, I don't know if, if God's going to accept you that like that. You got to give him all. Thank you for that amen out there. Love you, brother. Amen. You got to give him all. And you got to keep giving him all. He must increase. The, the John, the, 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 the forerunner of Jesus is preaching. He's preaching about repentance and he's preaching about turning back to God. Yeah. The, you know, 400, nobody heard anything from, from the Lord. It was dead silence, 400 years of silence. And then the, the skies broke out with peace and goodwill towards men. The angels with Jesus being born. That was the first thing men heard. And then the message of the day when John was raised up is to repent. Yes. What is repenting? Turning fully to God and turning away from those things that, 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 will, that hinder your relationship with God. Amen. Amen. Repent. Turn to God. And here it's saying here, turn to God all the way and you will see that breakthrough. Amen. So, so wise men turn to God. Wise men seek God. Wise men seek God, amen, uh, to, to worship him. You know, uh, we need, that's one of the things that we need to do as wise men. We are seeking to worship him. Amen. You know, tradition says that, and, and this is in my notes, tradition says three wise men were at the, uh, at, at the manger. But, but if you study the story, uh, you can't find it in scripture where there was three wise men. Amen. So really, it, it could have been as few as two or as many as a multi. You know, I mean, it could have had 20 people, could have had 30 people. Yes. So we don't know how many people actually, how many wise men there were uh, that sought, you know, Jesus out that, that came. But we need to understand this. That's where traditions will come in. And I want to say this. You can be deceived if you don't study your Bible. That's right. And we, we read into things and you may say, well, that's just so trivial. That's not a big deal. No, everything's a big deal in the word of God. Amen. Amen. And so when you read this and then it says, you know, and then we then tradition said and you see the nativity scenes and you always see the wise men Amen. at the nativity scene. But they didn't show up until he was probably about a year and a half old till Jesus was almost two years old. 
Well, how do you know that, Pastor? Because a star, because because in the reading, if you were listening, that Herod was trying to figure out when the star appeared and was talking to the wise men. And it was and that star appeared uh, approximately two years before when the wise men came to Herod. That's why Herod had the, the children killed of two years of age and younger. When when Jesus escaped, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So, so really, uh, that's pretty awesome. So, so they, they sought out uh, to, to seek Jesus and to worship him. And this is interesting. To worship God, I believe, always requires us giving. Amen. There's all, listen, if you're truly going to worship God, you're going to have to sacrifice. Amen. You're going to have to give. You're going to, you know, there's so much in the word about sacrificing. And I'm telling you, the biggest blessing is always on the altar of sacrifice. And we see that they didn't come to worship God empty handed. This is a worship service and God's been working on my heart lately. And normally I give one some, you know, I get paid once a month. So I normally just give one big check, my tithes and my offerings all in one giving. And uh, but God's been impressing on me to try to give in every service. Amen. Amen. And I've been trying to give a little extra. Somebody say extra. extra. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to give a little extra. Amen. Amen. Why? Because I think God wants to position you for some blessings. Amen. Pastor, you can't, you can't give to God and expect blessings. Uh, I'm going to read you some scriptures that you can. Amen. No, you can. Now you you give to God not you give to God have a have a heart of love, but but there there are blessings attached to us giving with right motives and right heart motives, and it should be to glorify God. Can I get an amen in here? Yeah. And so the wise men, you know, they gave gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And you know, I talked about this last year, but for some that weren't here last year and don't know, gold is also symbolizes kingship. So, you know, in the Bible, there's a lots of meanings in, in the Bible and you have to, you have to decode the Bible and, and the Holy Spirit can decode it for you. And so when you're reading and studying the Bible, you know, you can study it out and you'll find that gold was always, you know, kings always had gold. Amen. In the Old Testament. And do you know this, that you are called kings yes, yes. and priests? Amen. Does anybody have any gold out here? No. Okay. Amen. So in other words, it's, 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 not, you know, you know, religion would say, well, it's wrong to wear a gold necklace where you're a king, aren't you? That's right. That's right. I'm not against jewelry. Amen. That doesn't mean that you're not holy. Amen. Okay. I remember, I remember for Christmas one time I said to my mom, I said, mom, now this was before I got saved. I was a heathen and I was a good heathen. Amen. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Any, any ex-good heathens out here? I mean, you were a good friend of the devil, right? You were like his arch friend. You know, right? you know, now you're his arch enemy. You were God's arch enemy at that time. But, but, he, but God even put on my heart. And, you know, I just said, Mom, I, I want to, for Christmas this year, I don't want, you know, all the nice fashionable clothes and all that. I, you know what I want? I want a gold necklace with a gold cross. And I wasn't even saved. But I was going to church and I was religious. <laughs> you got a lot of these celebrities that wear the gold cross and they're living like the devil. You know what I'm saying? But, but, but you know, and I wanted that for me. You know what my mom ended up doing? Buying one for my brothers too. I said, that was my gift. I never told my mom about it. Where's mom at? But anyway, she took my idea and she gave gold cross and necklaces to my younger brother and my older brother. She was believing for us to get saved. Amen. And you know what? We were heathens. She never said anything, you know. And um, but praise God, we all got saved. Thank you, Lord. But those are seeds right there. You know, that God will plant even in an unbeliever's heart. And I'm going to say this, that God's working on your family. Don't give up on your family. Keep praying for your family. Don't speak evil of your family. Speak good things over them. Love thinks no evil. Amen. 
So we see that gold symbolizes e- eternal kingship of Jesus. Frankincense, or Franken, it's more like, it's more like frankincense. Frankincense. You got it? Frankincense. So it's incense. And incense represents uh, Jesus' deity. Amen? Is, did you guys know this already? Okay. <laughs> Pastor did some studying. Okay. <laughs> Myrrh is an expensive embalming oil as a symbol of the death of Jesus representing his humanity. So frankincense represents his deity. Uh, The myrrh represents his humanity. Amen. And Jesus was born to die. Amen. So, So this is what some will say is, well, if God is so awesome, why did it take the wise men so long? They missed out when Jesus was born. No, God is perfect in his timing. And so some may say, well, he he missed it, you know, because, you know, you know, he missed the the angels. He missed the firework. They missed the fireworks. They just came and that was like a year and a half, almost two years later. They missed, you know, Jesus in the stable. No, God has perfect timing. And God knew that Herod was planning on killing Jesus. Actually, it was the devil working through Herod. And that was planning on killing him. And and really, uh, you know, after the wise men visited them and gave them all these gifts, uh, uh, you know, Mary's husband had a dream that Herod was going to try to kill the child, so they had to move. And so I really believe that when they came in and they gave that gold, we don't know how much gold they got. Have you thought about that? Some people think, oh, they just got a little nugget of gold or something. They got, I believe that I, I, we, I serve a God that's more than enough. Amen. My God is not cheap. He's not stingy. He doesn't hold back. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Jesus is a great representation of God because Jesus always overdid it. Amen. He overdid it with the wine, turned the water to wine with nine uh, uh, pots, 30 you know, gallons each. Oh, um, yes, yeah, six pots, 30 gallons each. Amen. And, and he overdid it all the time. He, when, he, when, he, uh, when he turned the, the, the bread and the fish uh, into feeding the multitudes, they had baskets left over. When he blessed Peter on his boat, the boat was sinking a fish. He had to call other people over to help him. God is a more than enough God. And I'm telling you, when God came in, he moved on these wise men and they came. And I'm telling you, they were funded. Amen. Amen. And I'm going to say this. Whatever God tells you to do, God will fund you. He will meet. You won't just meet your needs. He will abundantly bless you. Amen. And so this this is an interesting fact. And I, I looked this up. It says... God is in the house. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. The devil doesn't like this message. But anyway, it says here, this is an interesting fact. It says the U.S. Department of Agriculture, the average price of raising a child of a middle income household to the age of 18. You ready for this? Is $245,340. Can I say this again? The average price of a middle income family to raise one child will cost you, parents, $245,000, according to this study. That's a lot of money. Somebody say, that's a lot of money. And girls, if you have girls, more grace to you, because add another 20000 Add another 20000 for the girls. Can all ladies say amen? amen. Why? Because you, you guys deserve more, right? So add another 20K for the ladies out here. And we're not even including the wedding because, you know, the, okay, well. <laughs> so what am I saying to you this morning? If it took 245000 in today's money to raise person 18, how much gold do you think that they gave Jesus? I mean, and they gave his parents. How much gold do you think? Plenty. Somebody say Plenty. plenty. 
Amen. And so I want to talk to you about, about you know, the, the, the keys of, of walking in the blessings of God, walking in the rich rewards of God. And, and it, it, it's the, I call it the three keys. And the first key is giving. And this is in Matthew 6, 1 through 4. And, and really, uh, this is interesting. This is something that, that uh, Jesus requires each one of us to do. It is something that, that, that if you have, the Bible says, if you really truly have the love of God in your heart, you will be a giver. One of the, one of the ways that you can, uh, you can know that you have the love of God in your heart is do you give? Amen. You can measure your love by your giving. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Your love can be measured out as how you give. I'm not just talking about your money. That's one aspect of it. But how much of a giver are you? How much, how benevolent are you? How benevolent are we in, in what we have? Like I was saying to my, my daughter, I, we have toys. I mean, we have so many toys in our house. I almost break. I'm telling you, I say to my wife, I said, Yen, if, we, if there's somebody that breaks into my, our house, they're going to sue us. And she says, why? Because they're going to trip and break their neck off the toys all over the, all over the house. And they probably will make money off of us. The criminals are now, they're the ones that are the victims. I won't go there. I approve this message, but anyway. So giving, giving, the three disciplines of a Christian is giving, praying, and fasting. And I believe Jesus talks about that you can walk in the hundredfold blessing. I believe 30-fold is doing one part of it. 60-fold is doing another. And a hundredfold blessing is doing all three. How many people want to walk in a hundredfold blessing today? Amen. How many people want to be blessed today? Amen. Well, you've got to do it God's way. Amen. You can't be blessed doing it your way. Amen. And so here, I believe the wise men understood that, that giving was a key to walking in the blessings of God. Amen. And it says here in Matthew 6, 1 through 4. I'll paraphrase this. He says that when we give, uh, that we don't want to be telling everybody what we're giving. Now, let me, let me, he's talking about alms here. He's not talking about tithes. And people get this mixed up all the time. Well, I'm not going to talk about my tithes. No, you can talk about that you're a tither. There's nothing wrong with that. The Bible doesn't talk about that. The Bible says that you test God in the tithe, see if he will not open the windows. But, but this is talking about alms. Alms is different than tithing. Tithing is something that God requires of us. He, he requires you to tithe. He expects you to tithe. Amen? He expects you to give back to Him what's His. Because a tithe is holy and it's unto the Lord. It doesn't belong to you. You give it back to God. What's His. But the offerings and your offerings are, are free will and that's up to you if you want to give that out. Somebody say, I'm learning something today. And so here he's saying, when you give your alms, do it in secret. When you give your alms, in other words, you respect the dignity of the people. Like a lot of times you give your alms to poor people. And if they're in a place, you respect their dignity. So you don't tell everybody, oh, yeah, I just helped this person out. That's right. Right. You respect their dignity. And so you get it. And the Bible says, when you give it right, you will receive a reward. Somebody say, Amen. 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 And, then, no, and, and when you're giving, it's a sacrifice because you're taking what, what's yours, I'm telling you, over and above. There's a sacrifice. And really, everything that we do that, that we're going to see a reward, there's going to be a sacrifice to it. There's going to be a sacrifice. Praying, there's a sacrifice. What's the sacrifice in praying, Pastor? Well, time. You're, you're spending time. Some people think it's a waste of time to come to a prayer meeting. Well, how do you know that? Look at the numbers. It's quiet in this Methodist church this morning. Amen. <laughs> hey, look at the numbers that show up. There's not a lot of people that show up at prayer meetings. Now, if it was bowling, it would be a whole different story. Amen. But prayer meeting. And so, so here, prayer, you are sacrificing your time. And when you sacrifice your time, not just for yourself, but when you, when you sacrifice your time to pray for others, there's going to be a reward for you. Amen. There's going to be a reward for you. Am I getting, am I getting through to you today? Hallelujah. See, the spirit of, of Christmas is giving. Amen. 
Amen. And so praying, you're sacrificing your time. But when you do that, God will reward you. And that reward, listen, my mom prayed and she sacrificed her time. She believed for salvation for for me and my brothers, my sister, you know, my family. And we all came in. It wasn't a waste of time. She believed. She prayed. She stood in, in faith. I don't know if she fasted or not for us, but... Did you fast, Mom? Where you at? But anyway. Yes, I fasted. Okay. So fasting. Fasting. You know, ah, man, I know people that, ah, you got all you have to have is faith, Pastor. You don't need to fast. That's all old covenant. No, it says when you fast. We're going into a fast, and I'm learning so much about fasting. I need to teach on it. That it's, there's so many health benefits just to fasting. I'm not just talking the spiritual side of it. There's a health side of it that can really set you free from disease and, and help you and all this. I, it's, the new, it's, the, it's the new rage right now. Intermittent fasting. For, for bodybuilders and being healthy, intermittent fasting. What is that, Pastor? That means you go out food sometime. In other words, I think Benjamin Franklin said it this way, you know, if you want to lengthen your life, you lessen, lessen, you lessen your meals. Amen? And, and, and there, there's some truth to that. And so here it says, uh, when you fast. Now, now, of course, when we pray, we don't want to be praying out loud and act like we're all big shots. But we pray uh, in secret. And when we pray in secret, God will hear and he reward us. But when we, when we, the, the next thing is fasting. And when we fast, there's a sacrifice to fasting. Oh, yeah, Pastor, I know what that sacrifice is. Fa- Pastor, I'll die if I don't eat something. You know, you can go many days without food. Amen. You know, you, 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 you die without oxygen. Amen. And, uh, you, know, I, you know, some of us are dying without the blessings of God on our life. Okay, I won't go there. But are you hearing what I'm saying today? I don't know about you. How bad do you want the blessings of God? Not just for yourself, but for your faith. How bad do you want to see change? How bad do you want a, a perspective change? Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? How bad do you want it? Not about, no, I don't know about this fasting thing. Listen, fasting sacrifices food for a, for, 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 for a, a spirit, not just a spiritual blessing. When you fast, God can do so many things. And, uh, and here it says, when you fast, do it. Now, of course, that's different than corporate fasting. Because when we're in corporate fasting, uh, you know, we all know we're fasting. We're standing together for a, a particular purpose. And I want to say this, that we're going to be going into uh, fasting for 21 days in January. And I, I want you to start writing down what you're believing God for. And what you're believing God to do in that fast. Amen. And I believe that God will meet you. You know, some will say this. Man, I got to close out. Some would say, fasting never changes God. Well, I, I beg to differ. Amen. Oh, God's the same after you fast, before you fast. Well, if that was true, and then you're going to say, well, that's Old Testament pastor. Um, if that was true, the Ninevites that fasted for three days, remember that the judgment was coming on the Ninevites? Remember Jonah? was raised up from God. He, he was raised up and then he took a ship to go the opposite direction. Then, a well, then he got thrown off the ship because it was a big storm. He got swallowed by a well and then God took him back to Nineveh. He preached to Nineveh. They fasted for three days. God, he preached that God's going uh, to take them down, take them out. Judgment is right there. And then God uh, forgave their sins. So it did change God, didn't it? Well, Pastor, I never thought about that. No, he's the same. No, he's always the same. But we got it. We got to enact his his grace upon our lives. His grace is the same, but but it, it depends on what we do. Doesn't the Bible say it this way? Okay, doesn't the Bible say this? What well, some say you can't move God. Well, doesn't the Bible say if you draw near to God, what will God do? Are you moving God? I know this is kind of messing up some of your theology this morning, but sometimes you need a sacred cow kicked over. Amen. And so, listen, in the book of Acts, chapter 10, Cornelius, this is one of my favorite stories in the Bible. 
Cornelius, obviously, he, he, he was an Italian. Uh, he wasn't Jewish, but he must have been a Jewish uh, a proselyte, which means he became, he, 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 he became a Jew um, and, and, and got a part of their customs. I believe that. I believe that. Now, it doesn't actually say that, but, but it did say that he did give lots of money to the Jewish people. Amen. It said he did a lot of praying and he did a lot of fasting. And this guy, Cornelius, in Acts uh, chapter 10, would put most Christians to shame and he wasn't even a believer. You know what's the indictment of us believers? There are some unbelievers that are more giving than believers. Oh, man, did I... Where do I need to go here? (laughs) There are some unbelievers that give greater than than believers. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? And that's an indictment. But this man was not a believer in Jesus, but he was a believer in God of the Bible because but you could see by his actions. And we see this in Acts chapter 10 that as he was praying, the Bible actually says he was fasting. And the Bible said that an angel was dispatched from heaven, came straight to him and said God has heard your prayers and your prayers that came up as a as a as an offering unto the Lord, as a memorial unto the Lord. And um, and uh, and the angel gave Cornelius some instructions to connect with Peter so he could receive salvation and all his family. Think about that. So so if our prayers and, and it said specifically it came up as a memorial to the Lord. So do you think that if he wasn't doing those things, do you think the angel would have been dispatched? Boy, it's quiet here. No, those things that he was doing caused God to move. I like what Smith Wigglesworth says. He says, if, if, the, spirit doesn't, if the spirit doesn't move, I move the spirit. Blind Bartimaeus. He's there, Jesus is walking, and he says, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus keeps walking, Jesus, and finally, and, and he got people trying to shut him down. Some of Jesus' own disciples were trying to shut him down. Old man, he doesn't want to listen to you. And then finally, Jesus said, it was his faith that was speaking. Your faith can move God. Your faith moves God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And his faith, and he said, bring him here. And he said to blind Bartimaeus, what do you want? And he said, I want my sight. He said, you got it. You press through in faith, and you got it. God's looking for some people, like, like the wise men, that, that will move out in faith, take a risk, not actually knowing if it's going to work. And just start moving towards the things of God and start believing that God's going to open the windows of heaven, that God's going to pour out a blessing that we can't even contain. You guys do it by faith. You don't figure it out. Well, I can't afford to give. You can't afford not to give. You can't afford not to pray. You can't afford not to fast. You need to get into a place. Listen, we're not all where we need to be right now. I think there's another level of being fired up for God that we can all go to. Yes, yes. Thank you, Jesus. I'm, fi- I'm fired up for God this morning. Thank you, Lord. Yes. I need a new perspective. Yes, Thank you, Jesus. I need a freshness in my life. Yes, Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Glory, Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? God is so awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And I'm going to say this to you this morning, that, that God has good things for each one of us. But we've got to do it His way. We've got to come to Him in, in the way He wants us to come to Him. We need to pray in the way that He wants us to pray. We need to do it His way. He gave us instructions on praying, fasting, and giving, on how to do it so that we could receive the re- reward. And, and, and He gave us instructions. He says, when you do these things, not if you do these things. And when you start doing these things, you will become a wise person. And I'm telling you, you will have the grace of God on your lives. And I'm telling you, people will see that grace. They'll be drawn to you because you're lifting up Jesus. You, 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 you will be an a agent of change in this world. 
I'm telling you, I don't want the world changing me. I want to change the world. And I'm looking at world changers this morning. And I'm saying you are, I know the enemy's been working on some of you, trying to get you to back, back up, trying to get you to slide back into those old things. But we're not those people that go backwards. We're pressing in to see the fullness of what God has for each one of us. We're not backing up. We're not going to go back. We're not going to back up in the things of God. No, we're going to keep pressing in until we see that high calling of God. And one of the ways to do that is we got to fast. And when we fast, God can reveal some areas in our life that we might need to change. I tell you, if you got problems today, that's for two reasons why you got, well, maybe three. One reason you don't have Jesus, you definitely got problems. You got major problems without Jesus. But if you, you got, we have problems, and the reason why we have, we're trying to figure out how to get out of these problems, there's, there's two reasons. Either you're doing something that, that you don't, what's supposed to be doing, and the curse is coming in, or you're supposed to be doing something, and you're not doing it. Did I get that right? Yes. <laughs> you see, and, and I, I see me, I, God, am I doing something wrong? Show me. And if there's something I need to implement, show me. Amen. If there's something I need to stop, show me. If there's something I need to start doing, show me. So, show me. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And when God starts showing you, I tell you, pretty soon you'll be walking somewhere to happen. The blessings of God will be so much upon you. You will be helping people all around you. And you will be building the kingdom of God for His glory. Did you receive it this morning? Let's just go over it. Father, we honor you this morning. We, we thank you, Father God. You're so good. Oh, you have nothing but good for us. You have nothing but good thoughts towards us. Oh, Father, you think good of us. You don't think evil of, of your people. Because Jesus is there standing in front of you, showing you his sacrifice that he paid so that we could have grace in this life. Perhaps you're here today. Maybe you're a visitor. Maybe you're watching online. And you know, you're, you, you worship God on the outside, but your heart is far from Him. You may be watching. There's areas in your life that's far from God. And, you need, and we need to get those things right. And if that's you today, you know there's some areas you need to put down. And there's other areas you need to start implementing. I'm, I beg you to start doing that. And you're going to see the grace of God on your life. So if that's you today and you haven't, if you haven't received Jesus, today's the day of salvation. You may not get another chance. And if you, if you fill in the pool of God, don't resist the Holy Spirit, but draw near to Him. Say this after me if you're ready to move forward in God. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and my Savior. Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org 